0: All right, welcome to this episode of the VidTal Podcast. This is Ian Naj, co-founder of VidTal, and today we have a very special guest, Mr. Chris Incarnacion. Chris is arguably, or maybe even inarguably, the best direct response video editor who has ever lived. (laughs) He has hundreds of millions of dollars generated from the videos that he's produced and edited. Uh, He got his start with a company called Six Pack Shortcuts, which was one of the first companies to really break into direct response advertising on YouTube. And since then, he's produced countless multi eight figure plus video sales letters and has an amazing, amazing mind for direct response and how video and specifically how editing content that makes up these videos can make a massive difference. There are a ton of actionable insights in this podcast for anyone who does any kind of video marketing. So, really encourage you to listen and take notes. Chris is a genius when it comes to all this, and you're going to love what he's going to share with you here. So, without further ado, let's uh, get into the podcast. This podcast is brought to you by vidtow.com, which is our YouTube ad library and research tool. Inside vidtow.com, you can get access to hundreds of thousands of your competitors' ads. We have hundreds, even more added every single day, unlisted video ads for your competitors, track their performance, see what they're doing, check out their transcripts, you can find a bunch of great insights on how to make video ads that actually work. It's a great resource and you can try it for free. Go to Vidtow.com. set up an account. Also right now for our premium members of Vidtow, you can get full access to the tool and also our training that we do is part of our agency. So our agency is called Inceptly, dot com. Inceptly, we've managed over $150 million on YouTube specifically. We are a video traffic agency helping companies scale their performance marketing. And inside of Vidtop Premium, we share how we do it. So we share our media buying strategies, do trainings on how to build creatives that work for scale tracking setups, et cetera, et cetera, all this stuff available for a special rate inside of our VidTal Premium. Just go log into your free Vital app and you'll see the option there to upgrade to get access to all that training and unlimited access to the tool. Uh, also, in case you want to brainstorm on how to scale your company with video advertising on YouTube, TikTok, and other platforms, you can set up a brainstorm chat with us anytime. Just go to inceptly.com. That's I-N-C-E-T-L-Y.com forward slash call and we're happy to chat with you and come up with some actionable insights to help you scale so with that said let's get right into the podcast all right well welcome everybody today we have mr chris incarnacion on our Vital podcast and chris i mean so i think what's one of the most interesting things is just kind of your backstory how you were uh, you're actually a Tell, can you tell us how your where your relationship is with the the Latin Grammy Awards?
1: Oh no, <laughs> I not I It was a nomination. I, I, it's the you know how you know what you, you know that little uh, there's like that that uh, that that game when you're a kid you tell one someone something in the ear and then they tell the next person the next person the next person so somehow it, it got to where like I won this thing or it got to where I'm like world famous and it's, none of that's accurate. So, I had a stint in mute. Well, so the way it started was uh, I grew up in church. My father was a preacher and um, he was the preacher and the drummer of his church. It was a small church, okay. you know, 50-80 members. But when I was three, he would put sticks in my hands and I'd sit on his lap. He played the drums. So, I grew up loving music. And then around five or six, I took some piano classes, started playing in church, singing in church. And then when I got around, I think nine, um, someone at church saw me sing. I had like a little special. I sang, and then I guess it was like a, a, a guest that happened to own a studio. And then he just approached my dad, and said, You know, I would love to record him. See, I guess he was just trying to sell my dad, sell my dad on making me an album so he can make, you know what I mean? I, now that I'm older, he was in sales. He was trying to convince my dad that we should do an album and charge him a bunch of money. But we just showed up, saw the place. I fell in love, and I just realized this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. I just want to be in the studio. I saw the board. I got back there, hooked up my keyboard, started singing, and recorded. And I was—I just fell in love. I, I mean, we didn't leave out of there for almost twelve hours. I was just glued. And then wow. Dan climbed up. I saw how he worked with her on their song. Found the melody. He created the beat off of the MPC. I mean, this guy just like—I want to be this guy, right? Amazing producer. I—I I, I forgot what his name was. I was a kid. I was probably I, honestly I was younger. I was probably like seven or eight when this happened. So what happened was here I am now. On the quest to record an album at that young, I knew what I wanted to do. I wanted to be, I wanted to record a Christian album. So I was trying to find places to go anyways. And then I found this amazing studio that uh, it's through friends of friends of friends. And I started going there and they heard me sing. They thought I was great, but I was a really good keyboard player, mm-hmm. played keyboard at church. So they started telling me, hey, we'll help you record your album you're a kid we know you can't afford it so we'll just do your album for free if you don't mind playing keyboards on the tracks that we're working on in the studio so they happened to be working on a bunch of secular we called it secular music at the time but you know that's what they were and then my mom hated it right my mom even showed up to the to the studio and beat me up in front of everybody <laughs> put me in front of everybody like god didn't call you for this and literally I mean, and now she doesn't want to admit it. Now she's older. She's like, that never happened. I'm like, yes, it did. <laughs> but uh, so So, in the studio, I played a lot of keyboard parts on a lot of songs, helped produce. Um, the talent would come. They would sing. I would help coach them vocally because I was a pretty good vocalist. Um, and I didn't, um, but else to me, these were guys that already had three, four albums signed with Sony wow. uh, guys that were famous in other countries Uh, I'm just thinking. I'm just a kid that's showing up, eating pizza, and you know, playing some chords on these songs, you know. And now, you know, oh, that remember that song you played keyboard on? Yeah, oh yeah, it's number one on the on the Latin Billboard charts. I'm like, what? (laughs) Like, hey, number
0: number one one? on the lat. Wait, hang on, number (laughs) one on the Latin Billboard charts. That's a (laughs) deal. That's a big deal.
1: Yeah, yeah, number one uh, R and R charts, and this song. I mean, so I ended up producing a lot of albums during that time mm-hmm. i was literally in there every day just i, I found out how to hustle in there just because it's like oh this song is gonna make it to the album it needs to be at the a&r's email monday morning so we wouldn't sleep wednesday thursday friday saturday sunday just writing composing mixing everything just to get it in there and we would make the album it, it was just yeah i I learned how to just grind you know fighting mm-hmm. for the dollar you say but uh yeah so uh a Grammy nomination came out of that back then for producing, and then I got another one, 2020, for engineering, for uh, uh, singing, mixing an album. Yeah, and then twice that. nominated. That's crazy. Yeah, 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 twice. Yeah, it didn't win, but you know it was, it's nice. You know, and it's it's a big. It's, it wasn't by myself, right? It's just like a lot of people involved. You know, there's writers and composers, and so I was just a part of that company group where we all got that nomination. It was pretty fun. It was exciting. Yeah. Well, in
0: well, fast, fast forward, because, um, I, and I, we'll, we'll get into all the, the video stuff soon enough, but I just, yeah. just it cracks me up, man. Cause <laughs> how you, how you, you're so humble about it. How, uh, um, I mean, just to be, to be nominated is a big deal. And then you were telling me recently, uh, when we were hanging out in Austin that basically, so your, your wife was, I think she was out to dinner with some friends at yeah. like a, like an El Salvadorian restaurant. And uh-huh. then, and then, so you eat you tell me about so then you had your own song you're actually you're like the face of this you're the singer yeah yeah
1: yeah Yeah, yeah. so I've always wanted to be an artist and that was always the plan the goal right yeah uh but you know uh just it just didn't it didn't pan out that way for me um you know uh the music was great I thought my image was great at the time it was just you know later now that I'm older I realized oh you need a big budget for you know, for traveling and videos and promotions and all this that I never truly had, being that young and could never had a couple of a couple of potential investors that want to invest, a couple of labels actually want to bring me on as an actual artist, but they just thought I was better suited as a producer. I mean, I, I was told this once. It's uh, I was told, uh, why, why would we, why would we just turn you into an artist and now? We only have one artist when you're kind of a little a small factory. We can just send artists your way." You could record them, make them their songs and make it sound great. And now we have 10 artists and the whole time my heart's being broken in front of me, but I kind of now understood why that was the most probable, the best way to go running a business in the music business. You don't want, I mean, you want to just throw as much at the wall as possible, right? Kind of like what we do with ads now, right? right? But what happened was, so it never worked out, but I still had those connections And I kind of always have the connection whenever I'm ready, I can knock on their door and I could just be like, hey, I got a song. I got the budget. Let's go. And so my wife met me at the transition of me kind of stopping the music, going into the video world. Mm But she never knew me that would sing in front of thousands of people or sing at church and would, Mm -hmm. you know, um, she never saw that part. So when I would say things like that, I don't think she fully understood like at what extent and what level I could actually take it to if I ever decided to. Right. So finally it was kind of like, um, Oh, I was thinking about maybe doing music again. And she kind of like made a funny remark, kind of like, Well, I mean, well, you didn't make it in the music industry. So just, just stop it. Let those dreams go or whatever. And I was like, what? I didn't make it because I decided not to because, you know, I wanted to commit being family man. She was like, whatever. I'm like, Oh, okay. How about this? How about I, I'm going to release a song and I'm going to have it go number one in a country. And she thought. <laughs> And she thought, seriously, and I, even her friends told me like, you, whatever, Chris. And I'm like, I'm serious. I've got the connections to get this thing. I just send an email and this thing's on radio nationwide on the hour. Like if I'm, if I'm like, you know, daddy Yankee or something. Yeah. She didn't, and she thought I was full of it. So I'm like, okay, well, that's what I'm going to do. So what I ended up doing was I researched the most famous song in that country. Found it and I did a remix to the same song in a, in a very popular genre called Bachata. Okay. Or there's a dance to it. So I kind of use like the marketing psychology to like added it to the music. So, okay, I'm going to find the most famous song, find, you know, Bachata, which is famous also. And there's a dance to it. And I'm going to promote it in that country. I'm going to reach out to all the, all the radio programmers, send them the song, introduce myself. Dude, with, I did all that, gave it to them. Within two months, the song was number one in the country.
0: That's Being, insane.
1: I was getting invited to like all the big festivals over there to go sing. I mean, like I was number one and then was like Daddy Yankee. We've seen Dell, like all the big, really big worldwide guys. Yeah. She couldn't, she couldn't believe it. Like she was finally, okay. And then I, I got like 280,000 plays on Spotify on the song, like th- <laughs> 3 billion plays on the Facebook video. I got like, like 180,000 followers on Facebook because of the song. And finally, my wife's like, okay, I get it. I get it. I get it. Like, do you really want to do this or not? Like, I know I was just, just to prove a point. And then she's like, okay, okay. Go back to your videos. I'm like, all right.
0: <laughs> That's insane. So you basically hacked. I mean, obviously you spent your in- entire youth building up all those connections, but then you basically, you, you did a hack to get yeah. on in El Salvador. That's insane. Yeah. No, like no, market no, research I, and then boom. Yeah.
1: I mean, I mean if, if you want to take, if you want to consider my time, it wasn't profitable. But if you mm-hmm. want to talk about, you know, how much I've spent, how much I made back, I actually made a small profit. Like I actually was spending really small amount on ads and targeting targeting it. And then I started getting called for shows and I started charging like, I think the most I ever got for a show was like $3,500 to so go sing. Nice. I mean, so when I did the whole round, I think I probably spent out of pocket maybe 4,000, probably made like 15 or or 18 back, I think, you know, within. So I could could have kind of kept going and made it into a thing, but you know, I mean, I'm married. I got kids. I'm not trying to be on the road five weeks at a time. You know, right. I mean, what I do now, I get to be home and I'll take a small break. Hang out, you know, hang out with my kids for 20 minutes to come right back and just keep going. I, You know, fits, it fits me more, you know? Absolutely. Like, yeah. yeah.
0: That, that's, that's crazy.
1: That's the rundown, dude. That's the whole rundown. That's the the whole music rundown.
0: I love that. Love that. Yeah, I love that. That's, that's amazing. And you're telling me too, like... She she saw you on TV in a El Salvadorian restaurant and
1: no no oh, yeah, no sorry yeah so yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry so what happened her and her so she's like the VP of a big finance company structured finance company mm-hmm. downtown they have uh, you know and they went to the Salvadorian restaurant to have like a company dinner and then um they were asking her oh how's your husband doing and you know with his music and she said oh my God actually speaking speaking of the devil like that's a song playing right now and they were like. What? Are you serious? Who are you? No way! I'm like, yeah, that's him. Like, that's him. And then, and she asked the waiter to bring the phone, which kind of showed, like, actually hooked it up to like a playlist. Yeah. And yeah, there's my picture. On, on the- <laughs> yeah, they couldn't believe it. it was like, oh my god, that's, that's my husband. Yeah. And that's then I got insane. a call. I got a call from a cousin in Dallas, who they were at a restaurant. They heard it. Then I had people in, you know, Connecticut calling. I mean, when you go number one in a country, it starts kind of like. Spreading out a little bit, you know. I, I think I even charted here, music choice tropical charts. I think I hit like number twenty two or something, but I didn't really. Yeah, that's where it died. But still, it's cool, right?
0: That's it's insane. The- so you have you have the playbook for for getting number one in a country.
1: It's yeah, on yeah.
0: that play, that's awesome. <laughs> Talk to Chris if you want to go number one.
1: <laughs>
0: that's fantastic. Yeah, well, you
1: know, if you want any help with recording vocals or writing a song, I mean, I'm I'm down.
0: He's got the key. He's got you he covered on keys, on on drums, on the drum machine, yeah. and absolutely <laughs> on vocals too. Did
1: you ever never get a chance to see Workout Buddies on on YouTube? No, you got to see that man. When you get a chance, look up Mike Chang's Workout Buddies. Okay. So so I decided to grab those skills, and I told them, uh, we were looking for a viral video back at Six Pack when I when I was there. Yep. And they're like, "Well, well what can we do?" And I'm like, "Well, why don't we just make like a parody music video?" And they're like, "What?" I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> I've got this, I've got this musical background. I could, I could produce a song. I could write the lyrics. I could have Mike come over. We could drink wine. I could record his vocals, coach him. And then we'll shoot the music video. And we did. And then we got like 2 million, (laughs) 2 million (laughs) like day, like, like within like 24 hours, like it was crazy.
0: 2 million. That's insane.
2: Yeah.
1: Or organic too. Like I think, or I think it was like 1 million within 24 hours. And then the other million kind of like came in. Creeped up slowly, I think it was, but like within like three or four months, it was two mil is organic. Um, yeah, so that was uh, another time I got to flex the music muscle a little bit. I mean, it's not a good song. It's it's it's, but it was it was intended to be a joke, you know. So it's kind of created just to be kind of a little a little a little corny. Don't 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 listen to that and 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 think those are my, are my musical abilities. <laughs> <laughs> right. So the,
0: <laughs> <laughs> well that's, that's that's wild so
1: did you did you run it as an ad too uh, i don't think we did i think yeah. we let the organic it was just to kind of just feed the yeah. feed the following you know some we would always try to do little funny things like that just to kind of we did we knew we knew we knew those kind of videos would always give us a small spike and just like you know retention uh, the, the audience being engaged and and all mm-hmm. that cool stuff i think maybe dana would sometimes kind of maybe do something like that just to kind of see if anybody would bite. And then maybe for retargeting purposes afterwards, mm-hmm. I'm not really too sure. I think maybe he mentions he probably, but I don't, I don't We didn't run it as an ad. Like there was nothing really, they clicked on it. I mean, what were we going to sell? You know, how, how to make your own song. I don't know.
0: I mean, that's, that's so cool though. Cause you, you took the same approach. Like you just described for getting to number one, you, you looked at, okay, what's going to be the, the type of genre. What's the format that's going to work. And then you're, plugging in you know the star in this case mike chang and then boom it does take off you do get a bunch of views organically and yeah. i'm sure there's there's impact from that that's that's amazing oh
1: yeah yeah it was yeah, yeah no and, and then so every time me and mike would go some, every time we would go out with mike he would he would always get stopped like three or four times a day like it was just i mean we could be downtown to eat i mean two or three people would come up to him take a picture i mean he became famous i mean to us he was just mike and and I, I, give it up to Mike because Mike was always humble about it. Mike never rubbed it in anyone's face. Mike was just like, the way me and you were just hanging out and someone just decides to go, Hey, Chris, can I take a picture? Oh, yeah, sure. Cheek. And we're just back to talking like if nothing,
2: mm-hmm. like,
1: you know, like it was just kind of like, Oh, yeah, that's fan. Like, but like it's, it was, I don't know. I just think it was really cool. Like he never became like douchey about it. Like, Oh, yeah, you know, yeah. Um, which, what she, so he like he deserved it and he earned it and he knew how to manage it really well. Um, uh, but yeah. what happened was started seeing me. Right Here, sometimes at the supermarket, you're like, I've seen you before. I'm like, what? Um, I don't know. uh, uh yeah, like, and then I was like, oh, Mike Chang, workout buddies. And they were like, oh, that's right,
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're the guy at workout buddies with Mike Chang.
2: <laughs> like, <laughs>
0: that's insane, man. And so, everyone else who is listening. So, so Chris, obviously, you know, huge part of success of Six Pack Shortcuts, which was basically really one of the first. Brands, companies to really leverage YouTube advertising, and um, you know we've had Johnson on on the show, former CMO and partner, and um, Mike Chang. The Mike and Chris stories. Mike Chang was sort of the face of that company, and um, yeah, I mean, so how did you go from budding music star, Latin Grammy nominee, to how did you get into to video, and how did you wind up working with these? these guys building this, you know, it became like a, what, mid, mid nine figure business. Um, How did you end up in that space? That's so, it must've been a crazy journey.
1: Yeah, it was. So I was back in Florida um, and I was in Florida and my cousin Henry, uh, my cousin Henry was also a partner at Mike Chang Fitness. So it was Mike, Dan, Henry were the three main partners. So I was in Florida. This is, Before Six Pack, and Henry's parents were pastors at a church, and I was the worship director there. Um, I led worship every Sunday. And you know, and that's just, you know, I grew up in that church. And so, I mean, he's, you know, um, so during those times, um, Henry got a job here in Austin. Uh, He's a programmer. So he came here in Austin to work with a comp, with, uh, I don't, I didn't really know much about it. He just said, Oh, I'm leaving. I got a job moving to Austin. Like, oh, that's great. He comes to Austin. I didn't see him for about a year, year and a half. And then uh, then he comes back to visit. And I'm like, Henry, he's like, what's up? How you doing? I'm doing amazing. He goes, and then at that time, real estate had just like, I was in real estate. saw so I was doing music, real estate. Real estate kind of fell apart. So I went from closing two, three, four deals a month to nothing, right? Just loan mods, which, you know, if anybody knows that that's a huge fluctuation in income when that happens, something like that, right? So I didn't know what to do, had a little bit of money saved up, run into Henry again. What have you been up to? Oh, do internet marketing. I'm like, well, what's that? I had no idea what that was. Then he talked to me about some kind of launch and then, oh, we just launched something, you know, we did like a million dollars in a month and I just, I just like, when he said those words, I just kind of like, wait, 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 wait what? And then he goes, yeah, we launched this thing. Um, You know, we did like a million dollars in a month and, and I guess he came To also work with Eric Levier and start talking to me about how they were launching these products with Eric. And, you know, know, Eric was killing it, that that company was killing it. and, And I was just like, I didn't even know that was possible. I didn't even know. I never fathomed making that much money in a month or even making that much money, period. You know, I was thinking, you know, six figures a month was great, you know, and just slow and low and little by little. So I was just like, dude, what did you guys do? Like, how did that happen? And he was just like, "Oh yeah, it's internet marketing. We did this and we created an offer." And that's when I was like, "Dude, I want to learn." Like I've got nothing. Real estate went to to nothing. I'm I'm gonna. Can I just stay at your house and just watch you work and just trying to absorb this? And he was he was like, "Sure." I literally slept like head to toe on his bed for like six months, trying to you know watch him. And I'm like, "Dude, I just want to learn this." And then he made me watch Armin Morin videos back then. It was like two thousand seven, eight, I think. Then we started watching. Um, I just got into Frank Kern. Just started watching Ryan Dye stuff. Just um, feel same. Like every, it just started kind of absorbing all these courses. And um, I think uh, Henry uh, was always like in the war room, taking on new programmer gigs and stuff. And finally, I was like, dude, well, I kind of know a little bit, and you're still coaching me. Let's come up with an offer. Let's figure something out. And he said, well, dude, if you want to do this, we have to move to Austin. Mm. There's nothing we can't really do much here in Florida. He only came to visit his family and be here for for a few months. Mm-hmm. So I said, "All right, let's do it." Literally, October the fifth, I turned twenty two. By October seventh, we were in our apartment in Austin, Texas. You know, uh, you know, we, we took my little Honda Civic, got a little uh, U-Haul little thing that we hooked on to the to the to the back, and we were in Austin. Crazy story is, we actually had a flat in Georgia, which is crazy. But anyways, I mean, it was just it was a mission to get here. But we got to Austin. Get to Austin. Two days later. We go to Eric Liveris' house. I mean, uh, Eric Liveris' office to say hi to him. Quafam fam is there renting an office space who had a business called Sex God Method with Dan Rose. But <laughs> so we me and me and Qua connected because we're both salsa dancers. And, nice. and I'm here, I'm here freaking out like, wait a minute, you're dude, you're you're Vietnamese, you dance salsa. Like I was, I I was still didn't realize like I was a young kid, I didn't know any better. And then he was like, yeah, I'm a fancito, and I'm thinking, man, wait, you can't use those words. <laughs> <laughs> that, I'm I'm from Puerto Rico. You can't say you're a San like, ah, oh, like, hey, that's like creeping with a crap, you know? We go dance salsa, the lightest guy I've ever seen on his feet, twirling around, killing it, dancing with every everybody, just come here, dance, come here, dance. And I'm just blown away, like, dude, who is this guy? Yeah. Dan yeah. comes down from Boston, they have a company meeting, we meet Dan, we're all friends, just partying, having a good time, sleeping, you know. You know, Dan would fly down and sleep on the couch. We'd party downtown. We lived off of Congress right here on, in Austin. We're just good, good. Dude, we're the best of friends. Like, it was never business. It was never anything. They had sex god method. They were doing really well. They were doing up to six figures a month. Killing it. So now we we see them as like mentor slash someone we want to aspire to be. And then we start launching our own little things. Me and Henry it did okay. I think we launched like probably two or three little offers. Didn't do much, but you know, they, like I think, for, like the one we launched the first month did probably like sixteen or seventeen thousand, and we just got mad that we weren't millionaires yet, but <laughs> not realizing that that's so much potential at twenty two years old to launch an offer and make sixteen grand your first, you know. Yeah. But we and we were just like, "Dude, we suck. Like, we have to give up. Like, we we didn't make. We, we're not millionaires. This is horrible. Like, we like we're not good at this." <laughs> the whole time, I realized, like, what do you do? Now I just be like, listen, just keep going. <laughs> But what happened was, uh, during that time, um, people started coming to Austin. You know, we started meeting other people. Uh, Henry started doing affiliate stuff, uh, making really good money, doing programmer stuff. I'm just still trying to learn, absorb, meet everyone. I've got a little studio in my closet for recording music. Nice. So that's when people started saying, hey, uh, we want to try out this long-form video. We need we need to record our vocals. So then I started getting people in the closet to start recording their vocals for their VSLs. But the VSL at the time, John Benson, you know, created that whole VSL presentation with the white background and the black Mm -hmm. red. So 2008, I think this was seven or eight. That's when I started recording people, you know, sixty-page juggernaut scripts, recording their vocals for their you know PowerPoint text VSLs. And that's when I started kind of making those for them. I mean, I remember it, it, I charge I would charge like three hundred bucks to make them a PowerPoint VSL to mm-hmm. record the whole and to do it. It was I was I didn't know any better, but you know. But dude, and then their companies now they're making, you know. So what happened was this Dan sells sits back. I mean, sorry, Dan sells God method. Everyone's kind of like in limbo. Henry gets offered a job to work with Vince Delmany in New York, uh, Ryan, who had uh Pandora's box, who now does other things, uh, you know, other I don't I don't think he's doing that offer anymore, but you know, he he's a big time dude too. So so he goes to New York. So we're at Pure Night Club, it's no longer there. We're about to have a round of tequila shots. And literally, um Mike just looks over and it's like, hey, why don't we all just do something? Hmm. We never thought of that. I don't know. It's just never we were just partying, hanging out. Mike would look like the Hulk, so we would work out with him like every day for a year. He literally like bars into my kitchen threw away all our alcohol, threw away all the bad stuff and said, we're going to work out every day. Uh-huh. Like it was, and he, I was, I saw, I'm sure shredded and everyone's looking amazing. And, and dude, we're at the club and he's like, yeah, let's just do something. And then Dan's like, looks over and he goes, are, are you serious? Like, are you for real? I, dude, if you're serious, I'm serious. Are you serious? And then Mike Chang's like, yeah, let's do it. And then I'm just like, I'll do the videos <laughs> from a distance, you know? Uh, and that's it, dude. Just like, I mean, I they they started shooting and cutting their own stuff mm-hmm. for a while. I mean, there wasn't, the budget wasn't really there for anything. So mm-hmm. they did a lot of the heavy listens to themselves with like, they bought a little handheld cell phone. I came in more like a freelancer whenever they needed something. I needed mm-hmm. this or a little bit of that or for the VSLs. Can we record the vocals? Mm-hmm. And I would make those. It didn't it, it didn't actually... So a lot of the first videos were like my apartment complex, gym, my kitchen in, in the apartment. I know my kind of spot in Houston shot a little bit. And then finally they got an apartment at the Domain. They started kind of going. Uh, and dude, the things just started taking off. I mean, Johnson came in. There was Hunter. There was Nadek. Uh, Henry then found his way as a partner, left New York, came back, and we went from a one bedroom apartment to a three bedroom apartment to the 6,000 be- uh, square foot office to the big 70,000 square foot office. And now that, that was it. That's how everything started flowing. You know, I, I had, wild. I remember I had five laptops lined up. I was the only guy, only guy handling video. That's that all the same. I was feeding the YouTube channel, all the VSLs, all the ads. I had five laptops. I would edit, render. Let it go. Go to the next computer. Edit, render. Let it go. Go to the next computer. Go to the next computer. By the time the f- I was done on the fifth one, fourth or fifth one, the first one it would free up, and I would jump back on the first one. the next video, dude. It was just like a like yeah, dude. And, and thankfully, those videos weren't super crazy, you know, high production. It was just kind of Mike, dude. Mike is so good. Like like a lot of people don't realize. Like Mike Chang has a talent. Like he. I would hit, I would roll and he would not mess up. Like he was amazing. Like, hey guys, Mike Chang. So today we're going to work on it. He would just go for 25, 30 straight minutes. If you would mess up one time and he would just, you know, clap, messed up. Okay, go. And it would be like one small edit, put it together, throw some music, CTA, logo, the front export next, 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 you know um yeah so i'm i'm kind of rambling here but no
0: no dude this is this is great this is great stuff um i mean so it's it's so cool because you have the the background that you brought to the table before you even touch the videos right is you had all this experience behind the scenes making music putting you know putting these experiences together for people um exciting entertaining experiences together in the form of music and then basically you got into sales, you're doing real estate sales, selling people, you're, you're basically doing this, you know, hardcore persuasion and sales really. And then you, and then with your cousin, you're learning all of this direct response marketing background, et cetera. And then you kind of combine that with the, doing the audio for people on this video sales letters while you're learning all this stuff. And then the opportunity presents itself. And then there you are and you're running, you know, all the video for one of the first direct response brands to really crush it on on YouTube as a video platform. So I mean, it's just crazy crazy how all of those all those factors and experiences came together for you there. And then uh, yeah, it was
1: like yeah. it was like, look, like I'm a believer. So I think it was it was just uh, it was a, a higher power plan. Like I, I think God had a plan for me. Like you mm-hmm. know, uh, I just think uh, yeah, man. I think it, you know it was a bit of a miracle because I was kind of lost in my. I didn't know where to go. I was a creative and I just loved it. It's an obs- like it's so fun for me. Like people growing up with this was a hobby. Like, mm-hmm. you know, like I was 12, 13, 14 in the studio, recording, making small little videos, like doing things where people were playing a bunch of video games, wasting time. I was just creating, creating, creating. So it was kind of always depressing having to leave the creative bubble to go work and go make a living. And then when I got the opportunity to make a living off of what I love to do. It felt like I I wasn't working. It was fun. It was fun to wake up and go to that office and see just everyone like, what's up? Oh, we're killing it. That commercial's killing it, bro. Yeah. We would, hey, this ain't working. Let's figure out how to dissect this commercial. What can we do that's better? We're converting at 1.4. We need to be at 1.6 at the time, you know, to be profitable. And then we were just like, start kind of throwing ideas to the table and then, okay, let's run with that. And then boom, we're in production. Like, it was just, it was just amazing. I, it was still one of the funnest times I've ever had in my life. Like, I'm grateful for all those experiences and, you know, the company, Dan, Bill, and, you know, uh, Johnson and everybody. And it was fun, dude. It, man, honestly, we didn't know what we had at the time. But now that I look back, we were some talented dudes that worked Yeah. because you weren't going to work 40 hours a week there and think you were going to just, you know, swing slide under the radar. Yeah, Like, you know, it was, it was about taking ownership and taking and being committed. And, you know, if you're working on a VSL and we need to launch this thing in 11 days, I know, you know, that sounds impossible, but you got to figure that out. We got to chop this up into six different pieces and give six editors a piece of it all and kind of just like keep an eye on everyone to make sure it kind of feels the same or is flowing in the same style and then assemble everything. I mean, we we're doing a lot of Frankensteins at, at Towards the end, because we just had so much that we needed to do, you know, yeah, um, yeah. But now it's like, yeah. So, anyways, I'll that's just, uh,
0: dude, yeah. that's so. Tell me about that. So, I wanted to. So, one of yeah. the, the one of the coolest things I've heard is how, you know, okay, two things. So basically, you would get a dump of content, right? And then basically, you you would get it, and then maybe you have, you know, you're obviously lead lead editor, video lead. But you'd have other people too in the mix, and you would get the same content, and you you would cut it up in different ways, and you so you basically split test editors. Yeah. So what so, was that process like?
1: So it it got to the point where um, you know, we were just figuring out like what else, what what else can we? So I, I, how do I say this? I guess it I I guess it was a little bit of this. It was a little bit of that. Certain certain spots weren't converting. And I, and when we would watch him to review him, I had this gut feeling like, man, this should have happened in the beginning, mm-hmm. man, like what the decisions that he made to do this instead of that, like, I just felt like, you know, there was so much potential there. All the elements were there. I just felt like the way the the editor assembled it wasn't the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and I just felt like I probably could have done better, but you know, I just kind of kept that to myself and then time would pass, time would pass, time would pass. And then eventually, I think, I mean, Johnson was just kind of, we would always have like breaks where we would talk to each other or bounce ideas off of each other. And then um, I was, so I'd ask him, hey, how did this video do? And he'd be like, no, it didn't work. I mean, man, I really feel like, dude, I think I could make that work. And he goes, all right, well, just do it, but just do it on your own time and and just give it to us and and we'll test it if it works and boom, it's going to look amazing on you. And I was like, yeah, that's true. So I gave that a go and it worked. And then that sparked Johnson's kind of like, hey, let's do this like you versus you competition, editor versus editor, same script, same everything, same elements, don't look at what he's doing, he's not gonna look at what you're doing, and then we're gonna see what what two videos we get. And we got two separate videos, same same everything, but you know, the decisions that he did, that he decided to do for his edits and my edits, they were different, so it was two different videos. We split tested it, and the other person lost to control by 20%, and wow. I think I beat control by forty percent. Wow! So I, I beat his by sixty, and it was just, same script, same script too. That's what's crazy. Same everything. Yeah. Same, script, same yep. talking head footage. Yeah. Same everything. It's just the stock that I chose and the way I put it together, and the music that I chose, and the way that I did it just kind of took it to that next level. You know, um, that,
0: that's that's wild, and so yeah. that's crazy. And I remember, you know, you talking about this as well. How you guys would basically one of the tests that you would do before you'd even launch an ad, you would you would turn off the sound, right? And just yeah. watch and see, hey, yeah, yeah. what's the impact here without the sound? I think that's,
1: yeah. that's so, so cool. So, and it's funny because all this stuff, all this stuff, a lot of this stuff kind of like happened by accident, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Like, uh, let me give you an example, right? Uh, back when um, we were just doing the PowerPoint, like a like, uh, white background with black uh, text and red text, that those were RBSLs all the time. It was just that, and then we went over to like the cartoon doodle stuff. Mm-hmm. But I was always saying, "Dude, let's get my channel on camera. Let's throw some viral. Let's throw some stock." Mm-hmm. And you know, um, it was kind of like, "Well, I-, I don't know. This is what works, or I don't know. This is what's been te- this is what's been proven." So then fi- I think f- this is exactly what happened. Finally, I just got a little tired of making these like really, you know. And I just said, you know, "So I just created my version of, of a video, and I said, look, here's my version of a video.'" I remember Dan split tested that and mine won by 18%. And I had, I had Mike Chang on camera. I had stock, I had everything. And finally, when that happened, they saw the difference between the PowerPoint doodle stuff and Mike being on camera and with my bureau stuff. They said, okay, we're making every VSL like this from now on. So, um, and this was probably in 2010. So I would say 10 or 11, I think it was, I I don't remember. But I would say like, I'd say we were probably, I don't know if I'm right or wrong, but I'd say we were probably one of the first ones to kind of incorporate the whole cinematic VSLs mm-hmm. into it. Cause it, I had, I didn't see anyone else do that then. It was just PowerPoint. Yeah. Um, and I, once we did that, dude, it was like, I saw everyone coming out with like talking head on camera or just stock or with, with a bunch of, cause it was expensive back then. There was no subscriptions. You couldn't right. get story blocks or any of this stuff that everyone has now. Wow. I mean, dude, we were paying. Seven, eight thousand dollars a video just for stock. Wow! And they were That's like, 70, they were like seventy bucks each. Wow! You know, wow! And so it was, uh, yeah, it was not one. the hard way. It's oh yeah, dude. All <laughs> those videos were no, all those videos were super expensive to make. Yeah, because you know, but we knew it converted better, so we just, we would do it. So there would always be a budget. Hey, uh, how long's the video? Oh, sixty minutes. Okay, five thousand is your budget for the stocks. You know, Got it. And we, yeah, and um,
0: but. I wanted to ask you, Chris, on, on a point you brought up, which is really interesting, is how you would take so these long these long form videos, like you're talking about, where you get five K for the budget on the on the stock footage, and you had five six editors working under you, and then you're you know you're basically chunking it out, saying, "Hey, you got th- this this frame, you got this frame, you got this frame." Mm-hmm. How did you actually? What was your approach to um, to training your editors? Because basically, you know, you you have this like we we're talking about earlier, you got this crazy background where you have all the experience producing audio music, and then the video. And then you also have the sales, the person to person sales experience. And then you really went on a deep dive with all the marketing stuff. So how did you actually transmit all that knowledge to your team? Because I know, I mean, we'll get into your team now, which is on a whole another level, but um, yeah, I'm just curious how, how you went about that being sort of the first person and then transmitting that accumulated marketing knowledge to your team underneath you.
1: So, so this is a funny story, but I feel like I have to stand this in order for, so you to understand that I got sold by a direct response offer. Like when I was younger, I was probably, <laughs> I got sold by two. I was probably 18 years old, 17 or 18. No, it's probably 17 years old. And it was just a PowerPoint video. Mm-hmm. And I think, it, I think it was maybe truth about ads or something, or it was just one of these weight loss ones. Yeah, uh, I was a very heavy. I was a, I was pretty heavy at one point in my life. I I probably was. I mean, I'm kind of a little heavy now, but <laughs> but you know, but before I got shredded with Mike Chang, before that, I weighed about 230 pounds, mm-hmm. and I'm I'll, and you've seen my height. I'm not that tall. I'm like five one, right? So <laughs> yeah, um, you're taller than you five know. one. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But you know, I, know, I know. I'll let you say that it makes no it better. <laughs> no, but but pretty much, um, dude. So I, I'm just online. Googling, I think it was just like how to lose weight. I didn't know what to do, I didn't know anything. I was young, sixteen, maybe uh I think maybe I was sixteen, I don't remember, but so so I run into this thing, this video, dude, and it was like a PowerPoint video, It was just a voice talking in in the PowerPoint words, I didn't know what direct response was. I didn't know anything. I just wanted to lose all this weight, you know and in you know and as I'm watching this PowerPoint presentation, I was visualizing in my head like when I would pinch my stomach when I would wake up and feel you know depressed or I would put on that shirt that I thought would make me look good look in the mirror and then and I'm just disappointed in myself and just being tired of being sick and tired of the way I looked and and just you know at the time when you're that young you really care about you know you know the opposite attraction and you know I wasn't really getting a lot of attention because Mm -hmm. I felt like and it was all and to me the reasoning was because I was out of shape right Mm -hmm. um So I was very insecure and dude, this via cell, man, I think it was truth about abs. I forgot which one it was, but dude, it, my emotions went into a roller coaster. Like I, I, at the end of this video, I felt, I found the answer to all my problems. Like I actually felt like this is what, this is the reason I will lose weight if I get my hands on this, but I'm broke, right? I'm 15, 16. I don't have a credit card. So I'm here begging my mom, mom, please, please, I need this. This is going to like, I'm trying to lose weight. And my mom, when she asked how much it was, I think it was like $97 or something like that. She's like, I'm not going to pay for that. We don't have money. So I'm like, no, you understand. Hey, I need to lose weight. And this is going to be the reason. Dude, so when I finally found out later that this is direct response, this is what this is. I just, in my head, I went right back to that moment. And I just like, I literally just just went through like a like a therapy where I just like relived it and Mm -hmm. took all the emotions, put them in a bottle, and put them in my pocket, and put them in my pocket. You know,
0: makes so much sense.
1: I put them right in my pocket, and now what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to create those same emotions in every video that I do for the viewer. Yeah, Like I, I know, I know what triggered me when I, when I saw that. And I mm-hmm. know what my mind told me and my spirit told me and my conviction told me. And I realized that I need to force create this somehow with what I do. And just, if the viewer could feel this, they'll, they would know in their spirit that they need to buy this in yeah. their gut and their conviction. Yeah. And that, and that's really been my goal. Like every video I do that, I'm trying to create what I felt. Mm-hmm. What I felt was real to me when I was watching that, you know, dude, I'm telling you, I wish I could, like, I would have gone to Vegas and went all in on all my possessions. I mean, I didn't have anything. I was broke, but you know what I mean? Like, I'm <laughs> yeah. gonna get everything, like, yeah. this is the answer, dude, you know? Yep. Yep.
2: And I what, oh,
1: cool. Dude, I saw this video, bro. They had all the answers. So I, I just had to get the ebook. Like, you know what I mean? Um, so, so, and, and I was in sales with, with, I was in sales with, um, I was in sales with, uh, mortgages, but I also did, uh, door to door sales with uh, the cell phone company. And I did marketing also for a door company before I actually went full time into real estate. So I-, I had sales background. I had sales training and then Mike Chang and, and, and Mike Chang and Johnson were one of the best salesmen in the country when it came to lifetime fitness. Yeah. So, you know, those guys with their abilities of sales and the way they would, you know, kind of. I got a lot of my cues from them too. But uh, so what happened was this. So when the editor would come, every editor that I know that actually got into editing to be an editor, I didn't get into it to do this. I got into it to be uh, a marketer. Like I Mm -hmm. I fell in love with the idea of online marketing. And that's why I came to Austin to learn marketing. Like I didn't think I would do videos when I came to Austin. I thought I was, I'm just learning how to do this internet stuff. Mm It's cool. I got into the video part of six pack is because we needed video and and the only person there that was talented enough or had an idea how to make videos was me Mm -hmm. but even then they sent me to apple to take about a four hour training on how to use final cut because Mm -hmm. i just knew how to make music but i had an idea but you know they want i was using windows so i used sony vegas to make my videos and they wanted to use apple so they wanted final so i had to like anyways but what happened was this every editor goes to school and they want to just make things pretty you know what i mean Steven Spielberg, they want to be, um, you know, a big director, um, you know, they want to be the one behind Jurassic Park or the Marvel movies or whatever they want to, or they want to be, you know, the one behind, you know, James Cameron, they want to just, they want to be that guy, right? Mm-hmm. Everything is super pretty. Everything is super just cinem- cinematic and, and dude, none of that stuff converts. Mm-hmm. Like no one, ca- that stuff slow paced. It doesn't capture yep. your attention or your emotion. So when they would come, they would, uh, you know, I would have to kind of like break them a little bit. Mm -mm. Just, you know, I let them do their own video. We would test it. It would bomb. Then I would sit right by them. Yeah. And I would sit right by them and I'd be like, look, your video bombed. Why did it bomb? Because it wasn't a good video. Yeah. They didn't understand the concept that they thought the video was a good video because it looked pretty.
2: Yeah. But I
1: had to tell them, no, it's a bad video because it made no money.
2: Yeah.
1: I had to tell them like, no, your video is bad because it made no money. That's a bad video. Right. This is a good video, but this video looked horrible. But it yeah. made money. They yeah. couldn't understand that whole concept. So finally, when I when they kind of understood what I was saying, I was like, "Look, if your videos make no money and you make ten no money videos, and we're paying you, we're in the red. We can't afford to pay you anymore. Does that make sense?" Yeah. And then if, but if you make ten good videos that make a bunch of money, we could pay you and we give you bonuses and raises. Yeah. And they were like, "Oh my okay." So I would sit by their side. I would mm-hmm. sit right by them, and I would tell them frame to frame, and I would break things down. Like what does the script say? The script say, um, like stop. If you want to know the truth about losing weight, like just stop doing cardio,
2: right? Mm-hmm.
1: So instead of just having a stop sign
2: mm-hmm.
1: at losing weight and then just stop doing cardio, I would literally have, you know, hey, let's go get the you know the prettiest person here mm-hmm. just, just to be like in front of the camera. Yeah. Stop.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, if you're tired of lo- if you want to lose weight and now let's grab me smacking my stomach and then let's then let's switch over really quick to someone running on the treadmill you know and, and so it was just more engaging piece by piece frame by frame, and dude, all of them didn't like it like I remember they they just kind of hold their face and be upset and just click away, and I'm just like, and then when it would win, yeah, and they would touch it it would win yeah they 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 would respect me, yeah, yeah. I don't think anybody there truly respected me because I didn't go. To, I was the only one there that I didn't go to school for this stuff, you know.
0: Wow, and you're leading all these people. You are, know,
1: leading like, my way post production. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> so that's, that's insane. Kind of like, yeah, no, but but even this, like that, even that made that sharpened my blade too because yeah. I didn't know that side, the technical side, and the and the politically correct side of doing things in the production world. Right. And that sharpened my blade on the on this other side, um, because you know I got a little nervous. You know, they're yeah. hiring. People with degrees that come out of the Art Institute and, and UT and all this and journalism degrees and all that. But dude, they couldn't beat me in conversions. You know, right. that, that equilibrium right there. Like, it didn't matter what degree you have. If you're making videos that don't make no money. Yeah. You know, I'm, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm El Jefe, right? Yeah.
0: <laughs> that's right.
1: In, in that situation, right? But
0: that's amazing. That's amazing. So that's, that's crazy because basically you had to, you, you had to show them that what they're doing wasn't work so you gave them a, up that opportunity to see firsthand that oh wow no I, I i need to unlearn what i or forget what i what I thought I was bringing to the table here and you know adopt a beginner's mindset and then just see the results of what it what it looks like when they're working with you know having you walk them through frame by frame how to do it that's super cool i love that so
1: it would go frame by frame uh, for probably two or three videos, and yep. then they kind of get the hang of it. it. Yep. And,
0: yep.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes he wouldn't, though, still. And we would still give revisions and all that. I mean, we would do like three, four rounds of revisions with everyone. And, but, and then, you know, Jocelyn would always have the final revision. And sometimes um, I, I think our videos became very dialed in when Jocelyn would write this, you know, Jocelyn, his team would write the scripts and they would mm-hmm. hand it to us. And we would have a meeting. And Johnson would kind of give us like all the printed stuff and he would, he would just go, go through it with us Mm -hmm. and act out some some scenes. Mm -hmm. So we would actually see his vision on what he wanted to do for the ad, Mm -hmm. make notes. And then we would go and, and make, and get the ad made before then they would just give us scripts and we would just make the stuff. And sometimes the copywriter's vision wouldn't be the video, you know? Right. Right. And then and then and then and they believed in their script. So they would say, hey, let's, can we, we do this or. So when we were finally dialed in, it was like, that's what well, that was a part of the process. Um, and big. then. Yeah. And then and then and then. So a, a big 60 minute video for one person to do takes anywhere between, you know, four to six weeks. Right. It's just mm-hmm. a big juggernaut of a video with revisions and everything. So. I mean, and and honestly, there's just, you know, that's, that's a, that's a a great healthy pace in reality. But, um, Um, sometimes we, we weren't, we didn't believe in healthy paces sometimes. (laughs) Right. So, so we, we needed to launch something quick. Um, we had to slice the thing up into six different pieces. Mm -hmm. And the way it would go is that everyone would do 10 minutes. I would always do the first 10 minutes and then my second best editor would do the next 10 minutes and they would literally go down the best to worst editor doing the back. Um, because, you know, we, we believe that once someone made it all the way to the end, they're probably going to buy at that point. Yeah. If someone watches, if someone watches your video from eight, from, you know, from the beginning and they're, and they're in, you know, minute marker, 58 minutes in, they're probably, they're probably convinced, you know,
0: for sure. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Uh,
0: That's, that's super cool. And then what was the, so you got the, so copy team basically coming up with the idea handing to, to you guys and, 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 and putting the, the production stuff together, and then Johnson, uh, CMO, copy leader, et cetera, having sort of final say on what actually goes live. But then, what's the what was the feedback looking like? Because you you know you're talking about how your video beat the control by this percent or that percent. What was how did you actually get the data on what was working, and then kind of move from so, that?
1: So I believe we had like a, a custom internal CRM kind of thing. Mm-hmm. so well, we all had access to it <clears throat> i mean well i mean johnson mostly had access to it and i i had my own login to check it out sometimes and dan gave me uh access also to see you know just to kind of keep track on certain metrics but we would um in, in the crm we would put something live and you would see um the name of of the new creative the second name and then the control and you would see everything there, like the percentages on, if, if it's beating, in, in, in um, how many numbers of, in sales, how many people visited the page, we would see everything. Uh, and we had so much traffic at the time that a split test would be done like in a day, you know, a wow. day or two. Wow. Uh, so we were able to just to keep on throwing video creatives at something. Uh, and then finally, you know, you're talking about, what, 2000, by the time we got super serious, on all that, like tw- 2012 to 19, like all those years of just like split testing something every week, mm-hmm. It's you know, oh, that didn't work. Let's try this. Oh yeah, let's try that. Let's try that. And sometimes we would split test multiple times at a time, other things. So imagine, so finally we started kind of realizing, oh, let's, let's, I mean, we need something that really hooks them in the video to draw them in. And then we started really focusing on the beginning of the video, the first five minutes, first eight minutes, the first 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. That's when we started developing all these blueprints and all these Philosophy about what we should do, how we should attack a video because of just the reading the data like mm-hmm. the data really molded us to be who we were and make the decisions that we were making um I remember and, and and we had to learn that the hard way. I remember one time we were just excited uh, for a couple of videos where you know um you sometimes jo, you know Jo would come up with ideas he'd bounce he'd bounce off of everybody and some some people would just give him some ideas, but we had an idea we thought it was going to be great, we thought it was going to be the best thing. Uh, uh, Johnson was dressed like Bruce Lee. He was beating up ninjas with like nunchucks. Um, you know, you, I'm telling. Right, Why doesn't that sound cool? Yeah, yeah.
0: sounds like an action movie. Yeah,
1: yeah. So he's making like this little like a uh, tea potion. Is the yeah. Chinese secrets to get the, the, the to get abs? Yeah, you know. And he's throwing he's throwing like you know, like cat cat claws in there, and and it's like potion, and then he drinks it, and then he turns it to Bruce Lee with a white suit. With the nunchucks and ninjas coming, he's like kicking all the ninjas' butts. Yeah, dude. We're, we, we, so we stopped the whole company, went, you know, from, from, from working to watch this thing. Everyone's clapping, everyone's laughing. We think it's going to kill it. We launch it, it tanks, mm-hmm. does horrible. Yeah. I mean, I would have gone to Vegas and been like, I'm all in. That's going to kill it.
2: Yeah. It's yeah.
1: Horrible. I, my heart was crushed. Yeah. And, And and I remember Dan, just Dan looking at me and Justin and just saying we sorry, I just got a line we stopped the whole company (laughs) we were all cheering (laughs) everyone (laughs) was cheering for this loser of a video (laughs) at the time my heart wanted you know, just it was dropped to the ground but Dude, now it's hilarious. It's like how he just, you know, he goes, you know, we lost all that money, all those resources, and we stopped everyone. Yeah. And we were all cheering for a loser. That's and crazy. He said, and he's like, we're never doing this again. Like, yeah. we're never going to show anything unless it's a winner. Like, yeah. just, and that's it, dude. And from that moment on, I just decided, you know what? Let me just put my heart to the side mm-hmm. and my emotions to the side. And let's just start reading this data because data is what tells you exactly what you need to do, people. Yeah.
0: That's, that's crazy. That is crazy. So, I mean, so can you walk us through, for instance, like uh, it's just, it's just wild how even after all that you had all that data, right. And then we always think like, okay, no, no, this is going to do it. And then we're so often wrong, you know, it's, it's so, so funny how that works. And the, like the simple kind of boring solution is, often the best one, but I guess you got to test it, right? You got to test it and see what yeah. happens. Yeah. Yeah, of, oh,
1: yeah. Yeah. Go ahead. You were saying?
0: No, no, no. Yeah. Please.
1: Yeah. No, no. Yeah. You just got to test it all. I mean, um, you know, there's a lot of, I mean, there's this thing that I call, you know, if you, if you see somebody doing something once mm. you, you're noticing, but if, if you look around and you look at three, four, five, six things that are doing research mm-hmm. and you, you tend to kind of like take, you know, be inspired by seeing this thing and that thing and that thing and this thing, and then you kind of make your own conclusion that you have your own idea. But mm-hmm. so that's what I'm calling it here. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. But so, so it, that we, we had a lot of those and we also had a lot of original stuff, mm-hmm. but the original stuff is the stuff that, you know, you got to be careful with because if like, if it hasn't been, if, if, if a certain, if that hasn't really been tested or thrown into the market, you know what I mean? There's got to be some kind of, it's got to align with a the, with the frequency that's already there. Yes. What there, you know? Absolutely. Um, and I just feel like that's one of the biggest mistakes, you know, or or just focusing on just the pain point on something and not trying to really connect with the viewer. I've seen a lot of scripts that are like that. And and sometimes they don't, people don't understand why it's not working. And it's just because, you know, just focusing on the pain point alone isn't enough to to, to have someone, you know, really connect. You have to really connect it at a, at, a, at a deeper layer, you know? It's not just, oh, you have this pain, you want to fix it. Mm-hmm. Like, no, there's got to be, and that's where these stories, right? Like, you know, I, I was, you know, you know, you know, I'm a stay-at-home mom. I, I, you know, I take care of my kids. I, I, you know, I'm cleaning up the house. I make sure that there's a hot meal for my husband you know they're at six o'clock every day, and, and and I I just don't know what I did wrong. Where where, where he cheated on me? Like that's like layers, because now everyone's cooks and <laughs> their husbands work, and you know, now you're you're just touching a lot, a lot more people and drawing them in versus just saying like, you know, oh my husband cheated on me.
0: You know what I mean? Right, you're getting yeah, painting that whole picture, getting people. Yeah, yeah, they're they're stepping into their shoes. That's yeah, that's so. So tell me, you talked about, so after a certain point, you got all this data, you start to see some patterns, right? You're talking about basically you had these blueprints for, for instance, recognizing how important the, the first part of the video is, where, whether it's the first five minutes in the VSL or even the first 30 seconds. So can you just give us, and I know you apply a lot of this stuff in all the work you do now, which we'll get into, but I'm just curious if you can share some some of what your biggest takeaways are. On the first 30 seconds of the video, like what's important?
1: Man, honestly, so I, I would split that into two. I'd say the first five seconds is super important because that's, they could skip and you want to do something that's, and I don't call that the hook just yet. I call that just the skip stopper. It's uh, the, yeah, just, you need a skip stopper. You need something just to stop them from skipping, mm-hmm. uh, and just, and, and stay glued a little longer. I feel like every frame kind of, Qualifies the viewer to stay for the next frame. Mm-hmm. So if you kind of if, if, if during the the skip stopper, if you have that mentality, like let's do this frame one, and hopefully they saw frame one, and that just ha- helps them just keep their eyeballs here t- for frame two. Uh, let's do this, and then three, four, and then just kind of like and and, and and you know there's twenty four frames in a second, so I'm not saying every frame. I'm I'm meaning like every second qualifies for every second. So I would say those five first five seconds. Something attention grabbing I, I it could be the camera whipping, it could be stop, it could be hey, did you it, it could just be a pretty girl a like, uh, a really good looking guy, just something just to like hey like 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 just clapping your hand, you grab their attention, like, hey, you know, and then everything after that to the thirty seconds I'd say has to be the hook mm-hmm. when just oh it could be a question like like here here are the here are the five like you know here are the are the best no here are the top five nutrients for detoxing your body, like hey, here are the five top nutrients for detoxing your body, number one, you know mm-hmm. gorilla, spirulina, you know, mm-hmm. and they talk about so those thirty seconds if if you can that's like the blueprint you know mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. it's just it's just finding something i mean dude, I mean we, we would punch the table like mm-hmm. hey. It's time for you to do this and stop that. It's just like, it's just noise, you know, just sporadic. Th- I feel like everyone's, I feel like everyone's, uh, a little bit ADD at this point with our of society, course. our attention yep. and yeah. social media and everything. And I remember how, remember how I think I, I mentioned it to you. Um, when you, sometimes when you flash really quickly, a lot of things, like yep. every, just, yep. just flash, yep. flash, 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 yep. flash. When you do, when you flash that much, sometimes the brain can't really can't keep up yep. and what happens is is just kind of just like relaxes and just mm-hmm. kind of like all like hypnosis
2: mm-hmm. and just
1: kind of stays viewing what's going on mm-hmm. so uh, that's why i try to use a lot of you know quick clips on the things that i do yeah and with with music and then and then and the music kind of creates um the emotion that's being mm-hmm. given so, you got the quick flashes, you want thriller edge of your seat, throw thriller edge of your seat music. Now, you've got the voiceover also t- subliminally talking to them subconsciously, right? And just delivering the message, right? And I feel like if you have those three elements visual, audio, and then the copy all riding this wave and just directing them emotionally where you want them to take them and where they want to go, that those are, I mean, the best videos. Every time I see a video that has all those elements, I just feel it in my gut. Like, oh, this is a winner, you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I usually they're missing anything or they're missing an element or it could be a little better or it could be tighter. If you're feeling it in your gut, I don't know, it could be better. You know, it's, it's, it's the video, you know, more than not, it's just the video is just not good enough,
0: you know? I It's so cool how you broke it down to into the, you know, 24 frames per second. You're looking in that level of detail on. Hey, what's going on here? Especially for the first five seconds, like like that. You're considering every every little piece of it, which is yeah.
1: Is there something I could do? Can I bring in a text? Yeah. Can I can I can I have an alarm go off? Like yeah. like so. Um, can, should I have flashing or? Um, I mean, another thing like you were saying. Um, another thing that we did, and that's where we started talking about how. What if people? And I think I think it was you know I give credit to Johnson. I think Johnson's the one that, that, that thought of this. Johnson was the one that said, hey. You know, if someone's sleeping and they got their girlfriend or their wife by them, by their side, and they're knocked out, they can't really hear the audio that loud. So the video needs to be, it needs to be really good with no music and no audio. Mm -hmm. You kind of have to understand what's happening. Mm -hmm. If you have someone just sitting, it's just sitting there with a a talking head, just, you don't know what they're saying. You don't know what's really happening. You're Mm -hmm. reading subs. Okay. But visually, and then, boom! You shoot someone just depressed. You know, measuring their fat. Boom! You 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 switch to somebody standing on a on a on a scale to measure mm-hmm. how how much they weigh. You already could tell. Oh, they're not happy with their weight. Mm-hmm. They just their stomach. They're they've got too much fat. They're just mm-hmm. they just stepped on a scale. They really don't like how heavy they are. Like when you start creating that that kind of connection, where you could just tell what's kind of going on. Mm-hmm without the music, without the copy, without everything. That's, where Johnson, I, I don't know if he was sleeping in his bed and he just thought of this or, or because, because I, I'm going to say this, but he was also saying, hey, you know, it's like when you're in the bathroom sitting on the toilet and you don't have any sound on because you don't want to be loud. Like this video still needs to sell you. I'm like, yeah, God, it's true. Yeah. You're laying in bed, it still needs to sell you. It still needs to sell you. yeah, three, four in the morning. Yep. So that's where those five seconds, I mean, dude, like no music, what's happening? Mm-hmm. You know, Do I feel it? Do I not feel it? Do I need more text? Do I, you know, I need more effects. I need transitions. Like what, what is it? You know, what are the competitors doing? You know, what's the video that's working? Okay. Well, my five seconds need to be better than their five seconds. Right. Yeah. You know, more engaging, more connecting, more emotional. Like, I I don't know. It's just, you gotta sometimes just throw a bunch of things at the wall and see which one sticks and then have 10 variations of that, you know, right or blacked up or re repatched up, you know, that's awesome. Um, yeah, and that that was pretty much it, man. It was just it's kind of crazy because we didn't realize we're we were creating a blueprint, you know. Just we were just reading the data and just trying to get those numbers to go to go up, and and be pro- be profitable, you know.
0: That's awesome. That's I mean, so you you had all that experience, all that success at Six Pack Shortcuts, learned so much, and then you know things happen with that business, and then boom, you're you're kind of on your own more or less. Right. And you start doing this for other people, other clients. And so just real quick, I mean, if you can mention some of the people who you've worked with and, and done amazing things for.
1: Oh man. um
0: Like where to so, start?
1: I, so, so, so six pack was sold. Yeah. And it was, and the new owners, you know, they didn't really, uh basis really, it would be six pack had an amazing call center, a huge call center. And I think the new owners really loved the call center and really wanted it for the call center. Mm-hmm. So our department, you know, we we were let go. Um, I had no idea that I was just head down working 10, ten you know, for the 2000, you know, 10, 11, you know, up until they sold 2019. I had no idea. I mean, we had 130 employees, but you know, I think I, I don't know what to say. I would say maybe anywhere between 350 to maybe six hundred people kind of came and went mm-hmm. throughout years like they would be in this position they wouldn't they'd be you know some positions you know would go through six or seven different people in a year you know it's just, just the name of the beast looking for the a players right but i just i just didn't realize like i'm just head down making videos and i'm running around with the cameras and i'm did to realize people were actually kind of taking notice mm-hmm. but when i got that my phone started ringing like hey man how happened to six Pack? you're right i'm like yeah i'm good and they were just like well Hey, I mean, are you looking for work again? I mean, we we, 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 you know, I know you're, I know you're awesome at what you do. You know, we, we could use you here for this. And I, and I would just say, oh, yeah, yeah, let's do it. And then the phone rang again, like, hey, you think you have this? And then, you know, I mean, and the next thing, you know, you know, I was able to, you know, start my business without. I wasn't looking to start a business; it just kind of fell on my lap. Where I'm really good at what I do, and people started calling me, and they started getting good results, and they're coming back to me, and. Now I'm three, four, five eight, ten projects in with with the same clients from from 2019 and new clients are coming in now as well um so yeah um and uh yeah, now I've got a small team and you know we're we're shooting production, hiring actors, location sets. I have a contractor who builds sets for me too, props um you know the whole thing I mean it's just pretty exciting it's like a small direct response Hollywood. Here, dude, here in Austin, Texas.
0: <laughs> I know you, you you got you basically have a content house. right Yeah, there. yeah, That's insane. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, kitchen set, yep. uh living room set, green screen rooms, uh, storage, storage in in, in the garage. I mean, yeah, we have, we've got everything, dude. I mean, it's um, it's pretty cool. So every day I'm just doing what I love, making videos, and you know, and 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 then I get to, and then I really just take a break when these big events happen. You know, yeah, I'm just I'm just grinding away until it's. You know, TNC or, or really yep. some West or East or, or, you know, affiliate world or any of these cool things. And, um, and then IMP, love IMP. I love David Gonzalez and IMP and those guys over there. Yeah. So I love That's actually, I think that, I think David's, he doesn't realize how sane he's kept me, <laughs> which is having that meetup once a month just to come together and just take a small break and then boom, go right back at it.
0: Um, hey, you're the center of the internet marketing universe there in Austin. So that's Dude,
1: it, it, it yeah. crazy how, how it all worked out. Like, I, I didn't yeah. realize, you know, I wanted to be off stage with the leather jacket, the abs and the sunglasses sitting <laughs> all the arenas. <laughs> and, and and here I am, you know, just, you know, playing with really cool, expensive cameras and, you know, bringing these scripts to life and just giving it a touch of my creativity and, and what, what I love to do, you know? And yeah. um yeah and, and then and, you know and then um on top of that, you know, internally, you know, we take care of the scripts too. So it's it's been pretty cool, you yeah.
0: know. Full um, full like from end to end, full video, end end. Yeah,
1: full end
0: to end performance yeah. video production. That's amazing. And I mean, yeah, you have like the, the ama- amazing amount of experience and data and behind everything that you do. Um and you got the team, you know, you got everything there on site. Yeah, I, I
1: still work with Johnson hand in hand, uh, yep. you know, and and he's he's really cool, man. I mean, he's uh, yeah, his brain is something else, man. I love it. Sometimes if I just want to get inspired, I just call him up, you know.
0: John, yeah, Johnson. Uh, yeah, Johnson gave an amazing presentation at our at our event in Oxford that you you know would love to have you at. Um, hopefully, you can make the next one. But well, I um, will.
1: Yeah. hey, something of my problem there. Never. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah (laughs) Uh, yeah. i'm there in a heart dude no and the thing with so so look johnson's a genius and i don't know you know but he's like literally a real genius like this guy this guy's level of analyzing and psychology and philosophy and, and the way of thinking is like next it's like he's got one of the best brains i've ever met like you know i've met a lot of really cool people but he is like one of those special dudes you know what i mean um and I, I'm just honored that I got to work with him for so many years at Six Pack, and I still get to work with him now. And and dude, it's like man, he's I'm telling you, it, he is something else. He really. Is.
0: <laughs> he is. He is. He's a great. He's he's amazing. And and so are you, man. And and um, if um if people want to reach out and and chat with you about doing video, which I mean, I you know, Chris, I know some of the you can't mention some of the names that you work with um but people anyone who's done anything in direct response will be very very familiar with with some of your your big clients um and um so your week your work speaks for, speaks for itself where can they work? how can they get a hold of you how can they reach out to you
1: so i'm currently right now i've been a little bad i was like i'm just so busy doing the job that i don't yeah. have time to talk about got it <laughs> yeah the job no but so but no but um they can email me um uh, Chris at bsl, uh, adz dot com. So it's Chris so. at bsl ads with the z dot com. Nice. Uh, yeah. So Chris b s s and Sam as in you know Leonard and ads a Apple Derek Zebra dot com. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Just email me. Um, and you know, for now, I'll 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 have the page up here, like in the next. Maybe by the time this goes live, I'll have something there. So if you go to VSLads.com, dot com, I'll have just a, a quick lander. You could go there, see my bio, picture of me, couple of logos of the company that I worked for, and then you could just contact me and schedule a meeting if you want to just chop it up, ask some questions, talk ads, VSLs. I mean, I, I'm an open book, dude. I'm cool, you know. You know, you know me.
0: <laughs> dude, yeah. I mean, you got you got. There's so many so many ideas that that you sparked just you know just chatting about. Not not only ads, but just how the whole team fits together in terms of creative. And um
1: yeah, another thing is too, right? Like a lot of times when people write copy, they write copy for a TSL or they just write copy because they think this copy is going to work. Yeah. But, you know, like if you go to Hollywood, a lot of those scripts to make videos, they're not written like that. They're written in, in a video format to make a video. Got so it. a lot of times, you know, I sometimes tell clients like, hey, I know you're writing the script and you want to tell the story, but if you could just, Think in your mind. This is going to be a video. Mm-hmm. Maybe you'll write things a little differently, or maybe you'll go deeper in certain things, or maybe you'll you could even highlight how, even even while they're writing the script. Highlight. Leave a comment. I would like to see this pot- potentially as a b roll, or leave this, or leave that, and just you know, I I, I don't know what I just, it's just a common thing that I've noticed. Here's a script, making a video, but mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh you know. It just makes it a little easier to cause there's like a small disconnect between script and video. It's a Hold small a one, you know, and, and, and it just makes it easier to cross over to that other, other part. If they just a little more communication, I guess you could say. So,
0: so do you usually work from a, some kind of shot list when you're doing the live production stuff or is it, do, or do you kind of, do you have the freedom to, to set that up? Typically who makes those calls? So if you have this. No, yeah.
1: no, I, I I make those calls usually. Like I just go through the script and I'll create the shot list of what I need. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. But but what I'm saying, I guess what I'm trying to say is this. When you write a, uh, when you write a script, Mm -hmm. you can't really, you can't really write in there. Like the way I'm punching the table, the way I'm Mm -hmm. getting flashy, all that, that's not really in the script. In the script is just, do you want to learn this and learn that and that, right? That's all that's there. So what I'm saying is, I guess what I'm trying to say is this, you know, you've got the script, you've got the hook, but I guess if you could really figure out five different angles or different way, the video could kind of start in a way, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, so I always say this, if you're deploying one version of a video into the world, that's like having one ad account. Right. Mm-hmm. That like, you don't want to do that. Everyone knows that like, you want like 17 of those guys. Right. Right. So, so I would say when you're writing a script, like, don't be afraid to just like, you know, just load it up, you know, load up yeah. 10 different lines in the beginning, different hooks, different angles, you know? Yeah. It, it's okay. You know, just, just go all out and just figure it out or have a conversation with your, your editor. Cause maybe there's some, there's certain things your editor could probably do visually that you didn't even know about.
2: You right, know, what, right.
1: What if your editor could add, you know, these bomb explosions or transitions or, or, or fire transitions and explosions? So when you're cooking, you know, you could, you know, have a hook where, I don't know, like, you know, like you're, you're you know, you know, when you're cooking like fish and then you, and then you throw something and a big fireball kind of pops out? Yep. Like, they, you know, that's going to call someone's attention, you know? Right. Right. It's just it's, what I'm, that's what I'm trying to say is this. I'm trying to say that. Us video creators, we don't we we do more than just provide what you're writing. Like I guess maybe a conversation to find out what's our limitations, or well, what can we really do. You know, mm-hmm. I remember I remember one of the biggest commercials that we had on six Pack, We literally like took the fire extinguisher and literally like just sprayed the talent. You know, and that was a huge. You know, he was like blowing out a candle. We just sprayed him and sprayed the, the candle. You know, yeah. And was like that wasn't in the script, but we were thinking, like, what do we got to do to to make this thing, Well, they can stick around? Like, just grab the bracket and
0: blast them. You know, I mean okay. that the, one of the, my biggest takeaways from our conversations, and then definitely this conversation, has always been that when it comes to making high performance video, your the post production team is it needs to be in partnership with, well. Definitely the the copy the copy team. It's not like there's so much there's so many decisions that you're making on the post production side. Um, on the production side, obviously, with making the shots, but on the post-production side specifically, like choosing what sections to put where, that it's proofs in the pudding, right? You you have two different editors, the same audio, same material to work with, and you get two completely different results. So I just think like it's an oversight a lot of times where people people think that oh, you know, it's it's all about the copy. Um, and it is a, a, all about the copy. But if you have copy with poor management of the the post-production, you, it's totally unpredictable what you're going to get. But if you have expert marketers like yourself actually handling all that on the post-production side, I mean, that's where the magic can happen. Because there's so many, like, like you're saying, there's 24 frames a second. And as an editor, you're choosing what to put in front of people, each of those frames. So- um, yeah. I just think, man, it's, I'm, I'm, I'm blown away with the level of knowledge you have. And, and, um, yeah, definitely your results speak for themselves. So.
1: Yeah, no, um, no, you're right. I mean, look, copy is super important. The most important thing, it sets the foundation on everything that we do. But if, but I feel there has to be a beautiful marriage between video and copy in order for that to go to the next level. Like the weakest chain is just going to anchor you down, you know? Yeah. Um, and I feel like if, if, yeah, with more communication between those two fields and yeah, I mean, you, you'll, I mean, on it, I would say, yeah, I mean, us, so at six pack, at six pack at the time, we, we, you know, we were doing that. Hey, Chris, here's, t- here's the 10 new scripts, you know, go, 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 go. But once we actually sat down and had that, con- that pre-conversation, here are the 10 scripts. And this is what I envision. And having that envision and asking questions, and dude, we started coming out with way better videos. And sometimes during those that meeting, we would start adding on ideas. Oh, oh, what about if we did this and that and that? Oh, I like that. Yeah, yeah. And then and that. So we would even sometimes rework some of these scripts in the beginning for the hook to really capture, or 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 to make it even juicier. Right? Which mm-hmm. it's just an extra opportunity to like, man, make some. I mean, I, I don't know, I would, if I had to put a percentage on it, I would say our videos became 30% better with just that small meeting before we actually started working on anything, just, you know, and I don't know, I guess figuring out how to make that come together even more and, you know, and just, you know, start rocking it, I guess, <laughs> and testing it all. Absolutely.
0: I guess, and my last question really is kind of, so you got the connection between copy and, and, your, and the post-production team. Um, from the beginning to the end of production, and then how did that? Besides, you have the, the the dashboard you're talking about, where you're seeing how stuff's performing. But did you ever strategize with Dan, the uh, co-founder of running all the media? Mm-hmm. So did you, did you, was Dan involved in that process too, in terms of like, like, hey, here's our targeting, or here's targeting that's working, not working. How did that all connect so, together on the media buying side?
1: So, so, so Johnson's brain would would come up with a lot of the, the big stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would bounce ideas off of me, Kay, Christian. I mean, so a lot of the people that were there, Esther, a lot of people that were there, part of his team, mm-hmm. like the higher level people, he would bounce ideas, how, what do you think, what do you, um, and, and also and me being a, a visionary with my head. So when he would tell me something, I could, I could already see in my head what mm-hmm. it needs to look like. Now I just gotta go get a camera and go make it happen for everyone else. But in my head, I could already kind of see, it's like, oh yeah, 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 you know? So when he would get these reactions on my face, he would be like, "Yeah, that's a good one because because you're faith doing that, you're excited." Um, so he knew that I was gonna gonna just take the camera and go do exactly that and fill it with that energy, right? But um, so once we would get the once we would get the the scripts, have that meeting, we would shoot. Give me one second. Sorry, and then, uh, my kids are having having. a, oh. a
0: can you hear them? Yeah, <laughs> no, dude, it's all good. I'll I'll, I'll, let him, I'll I know you got. I know you're a busy dad. I'll let you go. Soon. No, just, or, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah.
1: no, 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 you did. I just they're screaming. I don't know that you can hear them. No, it's all good. Okay, you Okay, okay, perfect. Yeah, I was like, oh no, my kids are screaming <laughs> It is This is horrible. <laughs> Everyone's gonna think like, oh, I've got some kind of crazy, crazy house over here. No, so um. <laughs> So we would get the scripts. We would then have the meeting with Johnson, break it all down. And then boom, you know, making the, the list of the props, shooting days, coordinating with talent, flying people in, into town who need to be flown in, you know, booking hotels, all that stuff. We had Travis Bowles handle the majority of all that, who then later Shannon took care of the majority of all that stuff. And then they would coordinate pretty much, you know, the day to shoot. Mm-hmm. Once the day to shoot would come, I think at our peak, we were about 13 people. Yeah. So we, we would have shooters. Uh, um, you know, we had our team, our team was really good, man. I honestly, we, we got some people that cared that were really on it, motivated. Um, we would, yeah, we would shoot. So we'd probably spend, let's say, four or five days of shooting. Uh, and then once we would shoot, boom, we're in the lab cutting it up. So let's say in four days, we would have a draft on a, on a commercial. I'd watch it. I'd give revisions back to the editor. I'd, you know, help them out if you needed something. Or once we would have it, then. Boom, it would go over to Kate. Kate was Johnson's right hand when it came to the copy side. She would watch, and if she thought it was good, send it over to Johnson. If not, she'd kick it back to me. And then I would help out to knock out those revisions. If Kate thought it was great, then Johnson would see it. And then if Johnson had any revisions, he'd kick it back to Kate. Kate would kick it back to me, and then we would knock it out. Now, if it would pass Kate Johnson, then it would go over to Dan. And then Dan would watch it. If he had a revision, then it'd get kicked back all the way back out, or if not, then it would get deployed. Every week we had a meeting with Dan, uh every Wednesday, I think it was Wednesday or Thursday. So then we would meet with Dan every week. Dan would go through the list of everything that we've accomplished for the week. And and so and we would have two columns, like what we completed, what's coming next, and then he would then and then at the end of the meeting, we would then look over his his uh AdWords account. And look at all the ads that are deployed. What ideas we might have? We might have to rework certain ads because they're not hitting like they should be hitting. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's and then there we would brainstorm there during that meeting. And we, we he had a TV, he has computers connected to, so we would watch the spot. Mm. And then we kind of, you know, and then we all had our laptops too. So if he felt like this frame, let's do this instead. We would make a note of that, make a note of that, make a note of that. If we could just do it really quickly with stock and and in post, we would knock it out. Same day, deliver it by end of day so he could deploy it the next day. If we, if there's a pickup we need to do with the talent, we usually had them over like twice a month. If there's someone that was in town, we call them up, they come over immediately and we knock it out. If, if not, then we would wait till the next time they were in town, which would probably be, you know, a week and a half later. And then we would knock that out immediately and then knock that out and then deploy it. And then after they deploy it, usually we would always, we would always do better. We would always get it over. And it was rare that we would ever have to do all that, and then it still wasn't working, or we need to do something else. Like usually, that that one, hey, we need let's rework this. That was like the one that, and if, and if it just didn't work, or it's something that, hey, we put too many resources onto this, mm-hmm. uh, let's just trash it because we have these other ones that are showing potential. We would just focus our focus on the ones that showing potential. Dan had this ph- philosophy: always work on your strongest thing, and always always work on making sure your strongest thing is stronger
2: versus, uh, wow.
1: versus putting putting any energy on the weakest thing because you know yeah that was always this thing so if, if we would give something one go and if it didn't take up we just let it go and jump onto the next thing that showed that it had more potential because it was stronger so let's right. make that stronger versus you know yeah
0: that that's a great man what a great philosophy too really and so saves the focus on the where you already got that momentum. Versus,
1: yeah. Hey, John, oh, and you yeah. want another one? Yeah. Dan also, well, you to say this. Why not? Let's just, Dan, Dan Rose quotes. Dan would always, always, used to say, don't always try to hit a home run, right? Because the home runs are, are, are the probability of you hitting a home run is, is very low. That's, you know, um, uh, so he was saying how, right. So he was saying how always go. Okay. He was saying, don't 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 go for the home run because the home run is the probability is really low. It's like chasing a shoot, a shooting star, mm-hmm. right? He said you're better off just just reaching for that low hanging fruit, yeah, and just stuffing your face with that low hanging fruit, and forget about climbing the tree and potentially slipping and breaking your arm. Grab, yeah. grab the top, screw that. Just grab the one that's right at the bottom or the ones that are falling off the tree. Just take it and just mm-hmm. be happy with that. Don't try to go for the you know. Anyways, so sometimes that's awesome. we would catch ourselves like because like, at one time we were like oh let's rent we got to do what Ty Lopez is doing let's rent a Lamborghini
2: uh-huh.
1: yeah. and our production budgets were going through the roof dude yeah. we had Lambos we had Corvettes <laughs> we, our nice. props our prop set we were making a casino like we had casino tables we were buying and renting And we had like dude we shot a fat like a fat suit scene and yeah. we're, like we're, like with the legit like nerdy professor like makeup artists
2: uh-huh. like
1: where the the whole suit costs like Almost five grand. Wow! Like, with wow. the fat dude, with the prosthetic face and the prosthetic, yeah. hand, the yeah. back of the neck. Yeah. Like we started going crazy, and then and then sometimes those videos weren't do, wouldn't do better, or those videos were just like, and then Dad yeah. would say, "Are we are we are we chasing shooting stars with this stuff? Mm. Like like we need to just go back back to the foundation. What's our what was our foundation? What got us here? Yeah. Like it was these crazy elaborate, you know, it, it was just good copy." good hooks, good, you know, uh, uh, good skip stoppers. Right. And, and then that message should, should resonate to the, to the, to the, to the avatar, right? Whoever's mm-hmm. watching it. Cause, cause these spots are, are custom and they're tailored to this certain person, mm-hmm. you know, So we're not talking to, we're not talking to a hundred million people here. We're talking to one person and we're just hoping that this one person happens to be the same person 20,000 times. <laughs> right, yeah. Watch video and take the same action, which is to to buy. So, so we're really just, you know, we really started. Man, I mean, when we were dialed in, that's what we were doing. Like, okay, well, these ads are for right wing, church going, married men. This is another one. Let me give you an example. Right, you would think, you would think, um, if you're making, if you're making, if you're making videos for men over sixty, mm-hmm. right? You would think show, I mean, and I'm I'm not trying to sound crazy here, but you would think show a really beautiful girl, yeah, beautiful woman. You would think potentially her by the pool or mm-hmm. her by the beach. You would think that would really catch a man's attention. All those videos were bombing. We just mm-hmm. didn't get it. I don't what? understand. Yeah. So then Johnson was thinking, and yo, know, that's his brain. He goes, dude, these are right wing Christians their wives would flip out if they were watching. Yeah, that's right. Right. No, because then they're like, babe, what what are you watching? And they'd be like, oh, I'm watching a video about my testosterone. And it's a girl like in a, you know what I mean? At the pool or something or the beach. Now, you know what I mean? It just didn't. So we thought, oh my God, let's put a turtleneck. (laughs) Let's put a turtleneck on this lady, you know, and just make it look educational like she's teaching a lesson. Yeah, green, green, simple. Yeah. Maybe a a chalkboard, uh-huh. or, or you know, with a big stick pointing at it. Yeah, dude, those videos took off.
0: That's amazing.
1: And it was just because, dude, if he's watching, if his wife comes by, what are you watching? Because obviously, she's very attractive. She's gonna be like, "What's that?" Mm-hmm. Just be like, "Oh, hun, look, dude. Right? I'm just I'm just learning about my libido, and my testosterone, yeah. and the yeah. five foods I need to do to 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 you know to make sure that I am." doing my part of the man you know (laughs) know it's like it's just gonna be like oh okay she's not gonna care you know that's funny like but you would have thought like i would have thought the other one would have worked and it didn't you know for
0: sure for sure and you guys wouldn't have that kind of flexibility to be able to think of that and then also just execute on it and test it
1: Bro, speed of implementation yeah speed of implementation that is, dude, we had it dialed in. I mean, if we were, if we, if we were thinking of something on Monday, yeah. it was written by Thursday, we were having our meeting by Friday and we were, we were already shooting the following week. And then we would have those spots turned in the following. So within two weeks, we already had spots done from the, the from the moment it was, it was thought of, you know, um, um, but that those were certain spots, right? I mean, sometimes, you know, big VSLs take a long time to write. Right, right. Yeah. You know, And then another thing too is this, we never deployed just one VSL at a time. Mm -hmm. Dawson would write one, Kate would write one, Dan would write one. We would deploy two, three different whole VSLs, different ideas. And then the one that would stick would be the winner. And then Mm -hmm. everyone focused. And then at that point, it was just intros, intros and hooks. Yeah. Just back to back to back to back to back. And then sometimes uh, when commercials would get oversaturated, Mm -hmm. we would just take that, re-chop it up, put that in front of the VSL, add a different hook just to make it feel fresher and newer. Um, If certain emails would crush it, turn that into a video. Yeah. Uh, And then just uh, as a commercial, if not as an intro, as a hook, sometimes we would even have a really good script. Dude, there were times we had scripts. Dude, don't be afraid to redo the script or or, or redeploy the video. More. Redo the video with a different face.
2: Really? Like, to the winner's.
1: Yeah, Yeah. there was a script called Truth About Cardio that Mm -hmm. we had. Mm -hmm. We ran that spot for like eight straight years. Wow. I I mean, we did that spot probably like 15 times. Wow. Uh, You know, uh, a young girl, old guy, old girl, uh, blonde hair, brunette, young guy, different location. We just kept running that spot over and over and over again and and also we we would take that spot and we would try to we turned it into a template so every time we would launch a new product yeah or or deploy a new product we would actually create the truth about ads test reload version wow where, where it would it would it was it was uh designed for that offer Got for you. that
0: campaign In proven format proven yeah right. that's that's awesome
1: we would create the truth about ads green detox the truth about ads for every product, sleep like every product yeah. ha- had a version of that video, and you'd start by
0: testing that as a starting point.
1: Yeah, every time, every time we would deploy a new offer, it would it would just be the the winning the the first batch that we would throw at the wall would be the winning the, the like the the home run home run scripts. We would always just redo the home run scripts, and we would throw like an extra you know extra five to ten new ones. But it would we would always always deploy with the home run scripts. Got so, it. Uh, um, truth about breakfast, truth about cardio, truth about um, uh, the oh man, we did the we had the the butter, the uh, I don't know if you ever saw that spot, but it, it's um, and we even had other people copy us. Like I knew I know we were the first ones to do that where we had a big, we had like um, what like fifty pounds of butter on top of, of the table, mm-hmm. and, and the guys talking about you know how this is fat, this is what your fat looks like. This is twenty two pounds all sitting around your waist. Yeah. we saw other offer owners kind of copy that that whole theme that we had um yeah man uh, and we, dude, I would say if something would win, let's just say this, mm-hmm. and this is probably some good 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 little secret stuff here, secret sauce right. if we had, if we had a winning commercial mm-hmm. that wasn't that that wasn't the only time that I was deployed, mm. Every winning commercial got a reboot, mm-hmm. either with a female, either with a male. And every winning commercial literally got reworked for other offers. God, it, was, it was never like, oh, this is a win. Okay, it's done. All right, we need another one. Like, no, we wouldn't archive it and never use it again or never rework it. or yep. And sometimes if, if it, st- it started fading, we would literally wait like... <sighs> four to six months and just turn it on and see what happens again yeah and, then, and then there it goes take yeah. it back off you know
0: that's insane so you're like yeah you're you're learning from your successes too like you're you're rebooting it get more mileage out of it and you're also learning extracting the essence of it applying it to other stuff so that you yeah got there
1: like I've even seen like when when six pack the one six pack got um you know the whole when it got acquired and everyone kind of went their separate ways, I started seeing a lot of our themes be deployed from other people. Yeah. Like, like, Oh, this guy just took the themes that we had already and just gave them, you know, gave the the now people that they're working with some jewels and they tried it and it must be working because now they're running it, you know? That's amazing. Uh, Yeah. 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 Super, super smart. That's. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah. So yeah, something was winning for you, dude. Change the color. I don't know. I know a lot of these affiliates. They sometimes use a lot of pictures and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Flip it. Invert it. Change the color. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Change. I don't know, man. It's
0: just. (laughs) Yeah, that's 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 awesome, Chris. had Um. Well, let's plan on doing a a round two sometime in the next next few months because I feel like there's so much we could so much more we could talk about, and all this stuff. And you have any
1: questions? Hey, hey, real quick. Like, hey, here it goes. Before we go, any questions? Anything any, you want me to elaborate on <laughs> anything, that, anything that you think, yeah, anything that you think, the moment we, the moment we hang up
2: yeah.
1: Hours later, you're going to be like, dang, I should have asked them this. I don't yeah. know that's happened.
0: Oh, oh, they're like, going you know? to be a whole list of them. They're going to be a whole list of them. But um, oh,
1: man, I want to be an open book for anything, like any question, any story. Yeah. What happens to Mike Chang? I mean, I'm I'm cool with that too. Well
0: <laughs> that's all that's it. That's an episode. That's an entire episode of itself. You know, it's funny. I think um one of our do you know Peter Kell? Yeah. Yeah. So I think Peter's doing something with Mike Chang. I, I heard or some I heard some rumor about that that they might be working on something. I don't know. Really? <laughs> I, could be, huh? I could I could be just imagining things, but uh but like, yeah, he's in Bali, the- right? Mike Chang's in Bali. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's funny. Yeah. I mean I got a bunch of questions about, you know, how you how you think about on the live production side and how you've gone about building all that. Because I think a lot of see so talk to a lot of brands, um, and a lot of times they'll they'll work with folks like like yourself or just professionals, and, and and you're so good that you kind of have like you've got a backlog of people waiting to work with you, right? Yeah. So a lot of brands are. They will put the, some effort into trying to build out their production capacity internally, mm-hmm. um, and which is super smart, right? Because you got you're ramping up that speed of implementation if you do it correctly. So um, I think you know if you ha- have any advice for 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 companies trying to go at it themselves in terms of trying to trying to build out that live production capacity. Um, I'm just curious about what had, what's what been some of the, the roadblocks you've encountered in building out your team and just what advice do you have for for people trying to do that from scratch?
1: Oh, wow. That's a good question. So the biggest issue that I've encountered is passion, right? I've, I've encountered more people that don't have, they're not as passionate as you would want them to be. Yeah. They're not as accident as I am. Yeah. Um I really I'm really in there with the editing and staying up till four in the morning. I yeah. love it. Sometimes my wife's like, babe, come on. <laughs> you yeah. know? Um I just feel that that's a big issue. Like I feel like, you know, look, editing editing's connecting clips together. Mm-hmm. You know transition a little music whatever that's not really i mean you've got people that are in elementary school that that do a little bit of editing right mm-hmm. i just feel is really the person's passion mm-hmm. commitment and 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 just having the desire to make it the best that they can you know yeah. because yeah. If, if if a person has that desire they'll spend an extra two hours on that hook for you and find a certain template or transition or a theme or maybe, you know, really take their time. Cause some of this stuff takes a long time. If you, if you, you want to, if you want like, you know, seven shots split, slicing and splicing and zooming in and out and transitioning and having all this motion to capture someone's attention, that's someone there, you know, roto, rotoing for hours, going frame by frame for hours. And if that person is not passionate, doesn't really care. And they're just going to go on story blocks, grab a stock and just throw it on there and move on to the next, to the next. You know, the next line, you know? Yeah. And I and 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 potentially, you know, that person taking that time and making it more captivating is what's gonna make it convert better. Mm-hmm. And if they're kind of just going the lazier way, they're really hurting your your conversions what they're doing. Um so I would say if you could find that Guy or gal that loves what they're doing they're passionate, their videos really draw you in and everything I would say just invest in them invest in them, make sure they're happy you know uh, uh help them get better if there are any courses they could take um give them access to, to plugins mm-hmm. a lot of the times a lot of times things don't look as good as they should because they don't have access to the that the right plugins to make that go to the next level because these plugins could sometimes be three hundred dollars for one and I mean yeah. I like Let me give you an example. Here's another secret. I use Final Cut Pro. I use nothing that Final Cut Pro offers to make my videos. Really? My Final Cut Pro is not, it's not, it's not stock. My Final Cut Pro is on steroids. (laughs) Like I probably have, no kidding, I probably have over $30,000 worth of third-party plugins and and assets.
2: Unbelievable.
1: Yeah. Like it's not stock. I mean, it's all the stock stuff looks, looks tacky and corny. Like if uh, 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 an elementary school kid did something. Yeah. So if you if you got someone just with just with Premiere, just with just with Final Cut, just that's it. That's all you got, and, and they're supposed to make something. Like there's no true assets or elements. I mean, so that's another thing, right? So giving that person, you know, those res- those resources, you know, assisting them with anything that they might need, um, and then little by little. You know, if you know, bring on an extra person to give them a hand, mm-hmm. you they, they get, they get faster. And the, what you do is, you know, you have that extra person that comes in to maybe do the back end of, of all the videos while she does the, or him or he does the front end. Mm-hmm. Cause, you know, once you have someone glued in for 30 minutes, the back end, you know, they could create a style guide, you know, the colors, the fonts, everything, keep it like this. These are the transitions that I'm using. And whatever plugins you got them, they could hear the plugins that I'm using. So you know, and, and I'm doing something, you know, every 15 seconds I'm doing something visual, mm-hmm. you know, something visual every 15 seconds, like has to be something.
0: A transition or, or...
1: a trans a transition, a split screen, mm-hmm. okay. uh, something, right? Um, yep. and then music every two minutes needs to change. I mean, there's, that goes on for four and a half, six and a half minutes, and it just sounds so monotonous. Cool. Um, and then and then after you do the price reveal. You could kind of just keep looping that last song. That's fine. It's not a big, you know, because it's like the grand, the grand, you know, finale. Yeah. Uh, and then you know, and then the end card, you know, thirty to forty-five seconds. Just keep that end card up there with some music. Um, and yeah, and then um, so then once you have that second editor kind of doing probably three, four projects like that, where they're doing the back end, or they're doing just the subtitles, or they're doing just like the FAQ part, maybe just the FAQ part, or or no. They could, they're not qualified to do the VSL. Maybe they, they only do the upsell, mm-hmm. you know, if someone he's already be, be purchased and converted in order to see their video, or maybe, or maybe, uh, maybe they just do n- none of the VSLs. You have the main person do all the VSLs and they work on maybe your content stuff for YouTube mm-hmm. or they work on your, um, you know, the, if you have a course, so they have to buy first to get access to the course. Those are the videos that that person works on. Mm-hmm. Um, and then eventually, you know, after three, four, you know, projects, I would say let's two and a half months, then they can start dipping their toes into the VSL. I mean, that's what we did at Six Pack. If you started at Six Pack today, you're not working on a VSL. Like if you started at Six Pack today, I mean, you know, like when we were at our peak, you're in mm-hmm. you're production,
2: you're, you're, mm. you're
1: lights, you're, you're setting up the green screen, you're making sure you're, you're going to the store, you're picking up props, mm-hmm. you're, you're getting everyone coffee, you're, Making sure the talent's good and he has water. Like, that's what you're doing for a while. And if you're cutting anything, you're either adding subtitles to something or you're cutting, um, YouTube videos for insane whole fat Loss channel, not even the six pack channel. You, you're, you you know, and then once those videos started looking pretty good mm-hmm. and then, you know, um, and then eventually you went from assistant on set or help or the grip on set to eventually becoming a camera person. And mm-hmm. now you're now you're running B cam while, you know, um, on on some of these shoots. And then eventually you could run maybe A cam. And then eventually you could probably start directing some of these, because now that you kind of understand the whole flow. And then now now you're, you become just like the project manager for this batch of ten commercials.
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
1: now now you're the one coordinating with the talent. You're the one just assembling everything and getting them in there. And then from there on the editing side. Now you're, you know, now, now you're doing upsells. You're doing the back end of VSLs. Now you're probably taking a stab at some commercials. Um, it, 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 it's, it, it's, it literally, it was literally like a, like a, a thing where it took time. It wasn't never, cause I thing was this, and J- this is again, Johnson, Johnson's philosophy, right? So Johnson said, look, we are a football team at the Super hmm Okay. I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to have Tom Brady throw the ball to the fourth string wide receiver. Yeah, like we're trying to score a touchdown. Yeah, I want the best. I want Tom Brady to throw it to Randy Moss mm-hmm. every time he can. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and and I want and if he can't throw it to Randy Moss, he's throwing it to Jerry Rice. He's throwing it to somebody. You know, right, we, right. Like we, we want the absolute best. Everyone that touches this ball has to be the top here in the building like we do not want so you know in order for you know and and and, and dude and that's how it was so like yeah. all the big it came to the point where all almost all of VSLs like i i handled i mean every yeah pretty much i mean or if i didn't get any help with anything it was like the they, they covered the back end or they cover like an upsell or something but the main beginning of this you know it's just like we we wanted we needed to win. I mean, think about it. If this sell bombs, you know, we're negative. You know, we have. I think our payroll was like six hundred grand. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean. It's like, if, Man, this, <laughs> if this,
2: bro, you yeah. bombs, yeah.
1: You know, and then I know, I know our, I know our AdWords. Uh, 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 I know think the thing Dan mentioned to me was I think we're spending like almost a hundred thousand a month on ads, like on just the spend and then the payroll and then
0: two you know, probably spending like a hundred k a day those, yeah, those, yeah no it
1: was it was crazy,
0: yeah, it's wild.
1: the thing is this, I mean, our affiliate program wasn't that big, I mean, yeah, you know some ran we we opened it a little bit here and there, but I mean we Dan believed in just internal traffic, cold traffic generating, mm-hmm. you know he didn't really you know so and and you know and i think maybe there was a lost opportunity there i think if we would have probably focused a little on that side too we probably could have cuz i see some of what well, some of these villages are doing now and it's it's scary dude it's, it's, you know so yeah but, um that's
0: insane yeah i mean it's crazy too cuz you talk about the process of going from being a new person and then you're starting at the bottom and working your way up it's like they're absorbing the whole culture that yeah that but
1: also, also a lot of these guys want to make things look pretty yeah, And it'll be Spielberg. So you got to like, just like, right. hey, we're not doing that here. This is not where, you know, we're, we're trying right. to make the convert and stick and win. So I would say, once you got that person, get, bring in the second and then, you know, um, and then you can either go multiple ways. You could have the main leader with three, four editors. You can have an assembly line where right. maybe that main editor does the first 10 minutes for you. And then everyone else kind of goes across. And then that last person just knocks out the subs for you. Mm-hmm. Uh I mean, there's a lot of ways to go about it. Um, if you want to jump in right away, right away, I would say, and I'm not trying to toot my horn, but I would say, like, work with someone like me. Hell or yeah, least, I want it, yeah, oh, yeah. But that could that could get you there immediately, right? And then if you do have someone on your team, you know, I don't, I mean, I've I've done it before where where you know, I I've kind of project managed an editor on the other side of the fence. And mm-hmm. they assisted me and that kind of walked, you know, Hey, I'll handle this. This is what you can do. And I even gave them revisions on frame.io. So, and then once, you know, they got up into shape, then boom, now they're handling, handling the rest of the videos. And I'm, and I'm always an open book, dude. I'm really cool. I mean, you know, you know me, dude. It's like, just, yeah. Hey, you can text me at, at midnight. I don't care. I'll answer if I'm available. I'm not on set. I'm not yeah. sleeping. Yeah. Or I'm not down editing. Sometimes, you know, you got to give me 48 hours because either a I mean, we I just finished like a six day shoot. Yeah. And my slack's like just slammed. I'm just going through everybody. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was out. I was out. I was out.
0: <laughs> well, I mean the thing the thing that comes across too, Chris, is what you mentioned is the level of passion, right? The level mm-hmm. of passion that you put that you're putting into to your work here. I mean, you can't like you can't manufacture that. You kinda either have it or you don't. And it's pretty clear with everything that you built that um that it's that's the key component. And that's what makes you special. That's like the foundation of everything for for what you built there. Yeah. And, and I'm, um, I'm, just, I'm
1: just grateful, bro. Like I'm yeah. just living in gratitude. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? I like, I like, my mom was a single mom with five kids. And just the fact that I get to wake up every day and make video, it still, it still feels like it's, it's just, this can't be real. Like yeah. it, it, it really feels like, like God really knew. I mean, look, how do I say this? It doesn't feel like this. I know this is what it is, but what I'm saying is, God knows me internally and out. Right, He understands mm-hmm. everything about me, and He already knew where I would fit perfectly in in the world, yeah. and He already knew where I would where where He would place me. I'd be the happiest, the most fulfilled, yeah. the most you know. And even though when I was younger, I didn't see that. I I didn't see the vision. I didn't care for it. I wanted something else. Now that I'm older, I realize, dude, I don't I don't want I don't want to be famous, <laughs> you know what I mean. I still want to hang all my kids at the beach, you know. That's yeah. What I mean. Probably, I got buddies of mine that 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 came from the same camp that are famous right now, like yeah. legit. Like I've got guys that, dude, they, they'll 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 stay in front of twenty thousand people with certain name head headlining at a concert in Latin America. Yeah. yeah. Where we went to high school together, or they even used to record at twelve years old in in my closet. Just no. <laughs> now they're famous, bro. They've got three hundred spins on their their music videos and and we we, we text we talk and yeah. they tell me they tell me dude dude you did it the right way bro like yeah. they were they great they can't go anywhere it's
0: yeah. crazy yeah yeah oh so, chris i mean it comes across you do you're in the you're in the right, right place for you that's what it is and um you're doing yeah. amazing amazing stuff and, and so you got so it's uh chris at DSL ads a D Z the Z, yeah,
1: right? with the Z, yeah, yeah. DSL ads with the Z dot com.
0: Perfect. Well, um, man, it's been a, it's been a it's been a joy talking to you and just getting to pick your brain about all this stuff. And um, yeah, hopefully hopefully we can do this again t- sometime soon. I hope to see you at one of these events coming up soon. And um,
1: I'm a, I'm going ha- to San Diego, dude. I'm,
0: dude I'm here right now, so I'll, I'll see you in just a couple of days. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, I'll see you at
0: TNT. This is gonna be fun. Well, come come by our, come by our booth, say hi, and uh, oh yeah, God, you got a booth, man. i some snacks. We're gonna have some booth. some snacks and beverages there. So yeah. we gotta got smuggle we gotta smuggle them in, but you know, yeah, yeah I'll put a <laughs> in, guaranteed. Awesome, awesome, Chris. Well, thank you so much for for having a chat and sharing this all with us. So much knowledge, honestly. So much, just so much actionable stuff, and and uh, yeah, really. Very humble to to talk to you on, about all this stuff, and looking forward to the next chat.
1: Yeah, man, amazing! This was fun. Thank you for the invite. I I'm honored that you know, man. Like I said, I'm just a just a guy that you know that's editing. You know, paying <laughs> off. You know what <laughs> I mean? <laughs> that's so, nice. So I'm just happy that uh you know that I, I I was uh I I I've somewhat gotten to a level where I'm being invited to, to to. To, to be interviewed, which is pretty cool. I still can't believe it. Like, dude, I'm I'm on the I'm on the Vital, you know, podcast. It's pretty <laughs> big.
0: <laughs> Chris, man, thanks so much.
1: Bro, oh, and then I just gotta say something. Your software I, is awesome, by the way. Like, you know, like and you, dude. Like, it's it's awesome. Like, sometimes I'm on, dude. I'm I'm on there. You know, I'm on there just, you know, just seeing what's going on. <laughs> you know, like, I
0: it, love love. Love we always love to hear that. That's uh, yeah. uh,
1: What the competitors are doing and just what's kind of what looks like it's cracking and you know I've seen it updated to kind of kind of have a sense on oh this is working. You know what I mean? Exactly. Uh, And you know it's it's research. It's it's good good old research and absolutely answers a lot of questions that we have and which helps us make less mistakes. So it's great to have. I mean honestly, without it, dude, it's like it's it's like one of my arsenals. It really is. That's Um, awesome. yeah. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, man. Keep thanks. doing
0: this Thanks, sure. Chris. Really yeah. appreciate it, man. And and uh, have a great rest of your weekend and see you in San Diego sometime soon.
1: Yes, sir. Appreciate you, sir. I'll see you. Uh, appreciate you. Future. All right. Thanks, all right, Chris.
0: Thank Take you. care. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. Well, thanks for checking out our show today on the VidTal podcast. As a reminder, you can go get access to VidTal for free. It's our YouTube ad library and research tool with hundreds of thousands of ads, all searchable, indexable. You can see how your competitors are performing on a day-by-day basis. We track all that inside the tool, which is vidtao.com, V-I-D-T-A-O.com. Also, as a reminder, uh, we have a special offer running right now on Vidtao Premium, which is our upgraded version of the tool and also training where we take our insights that we've gained from our agency, septly.com I-N-C-P-T-L-Y.com. Where we've managed over $150 million on YouTube. We share everything that we're doing in there. So we got media buying, how we build creatives, how we manage ads across all these different platforms, tracking, et cetera, et cetera. It's all in there. And right now you can get a special, uh, special discount to get in to Bidtop Premium. Also, in addition to that, you can go to inseple.com slash call. And set up a brainstorm chat with our team if you're ever interested in brainstorming ways to steer your company with platforms like YouTube and other video traffic platforms. So inceptly.com slash call is where to go. And with that said, this is Ian Naj, co-founder of VidTal, signing off on this podcast. Looking forward to the next one. In the meantime, take care and do your best.